I'm Rob Kirkup, and this is How Haunted, the paranormal podcast where each episode we explore the horrible history and terrifying ghost stories of one of the scariest places on the planet. Or in this case, some of the scariest objects to be found anywhere in the world. In episode 70, we continue to delve into the scary world of haunted dolls, as this week includes arguably the most famous haunted doll of them all, possibly even better known than Annabelle. We look at a whole host of dolls resident of the UK, some dolls based on popular children's television and film characters, and dolls bought from eBay. Let's find out together all about these and more, as once again we ask, just how haunted are these dolls? Listener discretion is advised, as each episode of How Haunted will feature gruesome tales, horrific happenings, bloody murder and ghosts. So many ghosts. Listen on if you dare. Let's start this episode with a doll that may well be the most famous haunted doll of them all, and it provided the inspiration for Chucky in the Child's Play movies, Robert the Doll. Robert's beginnings are a little unclear, but the most common version of the story is that he was born in Germany in 1904, and he was given to the grandson of the man as a gift when he returned to Key West in Florida, America, where his family lived. The new owner was a four-year-old boy called Robert Eugene Otto, who was called Gene by all of his family. Gene became inseparable from the doll, which he named Robert, naming the doll after himself. Another version of how Gene came into possession of the doll claims that Robert was given to the boy by a maid as a present for his birthday or Christmas. Another story, which appears to almost certainly be a work of fiction, claims that a Haitian servant was fired after Mrs Otto caught her practising black magic in the family home. Before she left, she gave Robert a doll, a doll upon which he had placed a dark spell. It's said that Robert was made by the German Steiff Company, who are famous for their teddy bears. Robert wears a sailor suit, which it doesn't appear to have been wearing when purchased. Robert is a life-size doll, which is unusual in itself as he's around three foot tall. So it's commonly accepted that this suit was likely one of Jean's as a child, and it was put onto Robert when he outgrew it himself. Jean noticed that there was something unusual about Robert very quickly, telling his parents that Robert was alive, and that he could actually talk to him. His parents assumed that this was just the imagination of a young boy. After all, children often have imaginary friends, or play with their toys as if they're alive, having tea parties and the like. But they had to question themselves when they would walk past his bedroom and hear him giggling, talking to somebody. Then they'd hear another voice, a deep voice, definitely not the voice of their son. When his other toys were being broken and disfigured, and his parents asked Jean why he'd done it, Jean would say it was Robert. Furniture was being knocked over in his bedroom during the night. His parents would come into his room and ask him what was going on, and they'd find Jean hiding beneath his blankets, terrified, and he'd always say the same thing. Robert did it. There are two schools of thoughts about why this was happening. Either Robert truly was breaking Jean's other toys and wandering around the house after dark knocking things over. Or another theory is that Jean himself unleashed the doll's power by blaming his childhood misdeeds on the life-sized doll who wore his clothes and had his name. Either way, it wasn't long before the Otto family knew there was something not quite right with Robert. He would disappear from where he'd been left, reappearing elsewhere in the house, 
They'd see his facial expression change, and they'd even see him turn his head, following them around the room with his beady eyes. One family dog became so terrified of Robert that it would bark and growl at him incessantly. Jean began having nightmares every single night. Eventually Robert was put into the attic in the hope that the frightening happenings would stop too. They didn't. Footsteps and giggling could be heard coming from up there, and anyone brave enough to venture into the attic would see a small child-sized figure moving around. When Jean reached adulthood, he moved out of the family home, going on to become an artist, specialising in painting. He took Robert with him, but when he was wed, his new wife, Annette, was not comfortable in the presence of Robert, so said that he needed to be put up in the attic out of the way. Instead, Jean turned the turret room of the house right at the top of the building into his painting studio, where he could paint and talk to Robert all day long, and it offered Robert a view right along the street. People who lived in the area would avoid walking past the auto house, as they didn't want to see Robert in the window. People would say they could see his expression change as he looked down upon them. Others would say he was right there watching them. Then they'd look away for a second, and when they looked back he was gone. In 1974, Jean passed away at the age of 73. The house was converted into a bed and breakfast by the new owner, Myrtle Rutter, who also seemingly acquired Robert when by in the building. She put him in the attic out of the way, where he could be heard up there moving around and laughing. After 20 years she'd had enough, and in 1994 he was donated to the East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. This is where Robert resides today, who has become one of, if not the biggest attraction at the museum. He is on display in a glass case, and the mischief he caused when he was the best friend of Jean is nothing compared to the bad luck and misery he is said to spread today to unfortunate and unsuspecting visitors to the museum. The walls around Robert's display are covered with letters from visitors, explaining the misfortune, and in some cases tragedy that has beset them following them seeing Robert. The museum has received over 1,000 letters to date, claiming all manner of problems such as accidents, unexpected financial troubles, constant bad luck, relationship breakdowns, and even death and terminal illness within their family, all blamed on Robert. These letters also offer apology for disrespecting Robert during their visit and begging him for forgiveness. Museum staff warn all visitors that if they are going to go and see Robert, they must always speak to him politely, treat him with respect, and if they are to take a photograph of him, to make sure they ask his permission first. He might be encased in glass, but museum staff are convinced that he doesn't stay still. His disembodied footsteps are heard all over the museum, blamed on the doll. He changes position within the display case, and his facial expressions have been seen to change to one of evil intent all too often. The museum even sells Robert dolls. I've put the link in the podcast episode description if you want to own your very own Robert. A miniature Robert doll is $40, and they even sell a life-size version for $2,495. Be warned though, even these souvenir versions don't appear to be safe, as rockstar Ozzy Osbourne found out when he bought one in 2018, and was plagued with health issues shortly afterwards which he blamed on Robert. In 2020, in a reality TV programme focusing on the Osbournes, called The Osbournes Want to Believe, in which Jack Osborne tries to get his family to believe in the paranormal, 
Ozzy said, You think it's a f***ing joke. It's bad luck. I keep telling you. You keep thinking it's f***ing not. But look at what I'm saying. Just look at what has gone on with me. You think it's a joke. Look, look at me. It ain't bad luck. No, you shouldn't have f***ed around with him. All along, when we first went to that place, the guy told us that people would buy them and send them back because things would go wrong in their life. Robert's infamy has continued to grow, and there have also been a series of low-budget horror films released based on the doll. This started with a movie called Robert the Doll in 2015, and four sequels have followed. 17 miles south of Mexico City, situated in the canal system of Holy Milko, lies a secluded island shrouded in an eerie mystique, La Isla de las Manecas, or the Island of the Dolls. This enigmatic haven is a haunting spectacle. Adorned with hundreds of disembodied dolls, their vague and eyes and weathered features create an unsettling atmosphere. The island's history is interwoven with a tragic tale that has captivated the imagination of locals and visitors alike. The legend of the Island of the Dolls begins with Don Julian Santana Barrera, a solitary soul who sought refuge on the island in the mid-20th century. A young girl drowned nearby and he found a doll in the water he believed to have been owned by the girl. So he hung it on the tree on the island in tribute to the unfortunate young soul. Don Julian began collecting discarded dolls, believing that filling the island with these inanimate companions would appease the spirits of the departed. Over the years his obsession grew, and he adorned the island with an ever-increasing number of dolls, hanging them from trees, draping them over branches, and even embedding them in the walls of his small hut. As Don Julian's collection grew, so did the reputation of the island for being haunted. Locals whispered of the island's eerie atmosphere, claiming that the dolls could be seen moving their heads and arms in the wind, and even opening their eyes. These tales only added to the intrigue surrounding the island, drawing curious visitors from far and wide. In 2001, Don Julian was found dead on the island, his body entangled in the roots of a tree. The dolls that had once been his companions now stand silently. Their once vibrant face is now weathered by time and the elements. The island has become a macabre monument to Don Julian's obsession. Its silence broken only by the gentle lapping of the water against the shore. Today, La Isla de las Maniegas remains a chilling attraction, a place where the boundaries between reality and superstition blur. Visitors venture onto the island, encouraged to leave offerings or other dolls to add to the collection. Their steps echo in the eerie silence. Their hearts pound as they navigate the labyrinth of dolls. The island's haunting beauty and tragic history have captured the imagination of many, ensuring its mystique will endure. Juliet is a doll that came to the attention of the public roughly a decade ago, when a woman who goes only by the name of Anna G told the world of the curse that her family have faced for four generations, due to a cursed doll that was given to her great-grandmother as a gift when she was pregnant. Little did she know that the gift she received was not from a friend as she thought. She was anything but a true friend. This woman couldn't have children herself, and while not thinking straight due to the envy she felt, the doll she gave for the unborn child was cursed. The baby was born, a little boy, and he was strong and healthy. The family were overjoyed, but three days later he died seemingly for no reason. The woman would hear the cries and screams of her deceased little boy come from the doll. 
but passed it off as being her imagination due to the emptiness and guilt she felt at the passing of her tiny son. She had another child, a girl, and she thankfully grew up with no problems. The doll would be handed down to the girl, who would, sadly, perpetuate the same curse that her mother had to endure when she reached adulthood. She had a baby boy, but after three days he died, again seemingly for no reason. She then had a daughter who grew up perfectly healthy. Anna's grandmother would hear the screams and cries of her dead son come from the doll, along with the cries of the boy who died previously, who was her brother. The curse would happen a third time when Anna's mother grew up and was handed down the doll. She had a son who died on the third day. His spirit seemed to inhabit the cursed doll and she then had a daughter, Anna G. Anna herself has lived through the unthinkably difficult inevitability of having a baby boy who she knew would die after just three days. And this came to pass. She now hears the cries of her son coming from Juliet along with the other three dead boys who reside within the haunted doll. She was pregnant with a girl at the time she told her story, and she knows that the curse will be passed on to her own daughter, and she will no doubt witness the death of her own grandson. There will be those listening thinking, or maybe even shouting at whatever device you're listening to this on right now, why don't they just throw the damn doll away? But in Anna G's own words, Each of us in my family have loved the doll, and we care for the lost children to this day. In 1918, 17-year-old Japanese boy Aikichi Suzuki bought a doll while travelling in Hokkaido. He bought it for his little sister, two-year-old Okiko. She quickly became attached to the doll, who was also given the name Okiko. She would play with her all day long, and could only sleep at night if she had her doll. Sadly, the following year, when the little girl was just three years old, she fell ill with a fever and died shortly afterwards. The doll was the bereaved family's link to their departed daughter, even sharing her name, so they built a memorial shrine to their daughter, with the doll at the centre of it, and every single day they'd pray for their little girl. Shortly afterwards, though, something completely impossible happened. The doll's hair was growing, it was definitely longer than it had been. The family were overjoyed, convinced that the spirit of their daughter lived on within Okiko. In 1938, the family donated the doll to Japan's Manenji Temple. The reason for doing this isn't clear, and it differs from telling to telling of the story. The most common reason given is that the family moved away. Okiko remains at the temple to this day, and can be seen by visitors, although photography of the doll is forbidden. Her hair continues to grow, and is around 10 inches long currently, although it's claimed that a priest at the temple is responsible for trimming her hair. Some recent visitors have also claimed that inside Okiko's mouth can be seen human-looking teeth coming through. And now onto a trio of dolls based on popular television and movie characters. Surely there's no way they could be haunted, right? Well, in February of 2008, after a place in the battery of an Elmo Knows Your Name stuffed toy, the family of two-year-old James Bowman in Florida, USA would get the fright of their lives, when the friendly little red Sesame Street character started repeatedly saying, Kill James. James's mother, Melissa Bowman, told the press at the time, It's not something that really you would think would ever come out of a toy, 
but once I heard it, I was just, just kind of distraught. The family couldn't get Elmo out of their house quickly enough, and the manufacturer Fisher Price said that the Bowmans would get a voucher for a replacement doll. Whether they actually exchanged the voucher for another Elmo isn't clear. Here is a recording of Elmo gleefully declaring how he wants to kill the little boy. Kill King? Kill King? Another popular Sesame Street character had brought nightly terrors to not just one little boy, but a whole generation of children during the 1980s. Whether this is an urban legend that has endured for the best part of four decades, or if it has its roots in fact is unclear. But what we do know is that the tale says that children were bought Cookie Monster cuddly toys, and when they slept alongside the friendly cookie-obsessed monster, they would have nightmares every single night. And what's even more chilling is that these weren't random nightmares. Every child would have exactly the same nightmare. They would dream of a man standing in the shadows watching them as they slept. Now onto a much more recent character, Elsa from Disney's Frozen. This story made the news worldwide in 2020, when Emily Madonia of Houston, Texas tried on more than one occasion to get rid of her daughter's creepy Elsa toy, but failed. Her daughter Aurelia received an Elsa toy for Christmas in 2013. She loved Frozen, as did pretty much all children, and the doll sang a few lines of the song Let It Go when a button was pressed on her necklace. After a couple of years, however, the doll changed. She started to alternate between speaking English and Spanish. Emily found this odd as there wasn't a button or a switch anywhere to enable you to change the language. She turned its power switch to off. Then Elsa started to sing. She decided to just get it out of the house, getting a bad feeling about the doll. She put it in the bin just before the rubbish was collected. But a few days later she was horrified to find Elsa back in the house, inside a wooden bench in their living room on top of some blankets. She wrote on her Facebook profile. The kids insisted they didn't put it there, and I believed them because they wouldn't have dug through the garbage outside. She wrote of her next attempt to rid herself and her family from Elsa on her Facebook profile. We tightly wrapped it in its own garbage bag, and put that garbage bag inside another garbage bag filled with other garbage, and put it in the bottom of our garbage can, underneath a bunch of other bags of garbage, and wheeled it to the curb, and it was collected on garbage day. Emily and her family went away for a few days after that, and when they returned home, they found Elsa in their backyard, leading against the house. It was unquestionably the same doll, as had a colour marker pen on its limbs where her daughter had doodled on the doll. She posted in relation to this on her Facebook page, all in capitals, Help me get rid of this haunted doll. A hero came forward. Chris Hogan of Minnesota responded to her Facebook post and said to send it to him, and I quote, I'll be friends with the creepy doll. Emily couldn't take him up on his offer quickly enough and posted the doll to Chris, where she appears to be content, for now. We'll now take a look at some haunted dolls a little closer to home, as we turn our attention to the spookiest dolls resident to the UK. In September 2015, the Stourbridge News newspaper ran a story about a haunted doll by the name of Peggy. The doll was, and still is, in the possession of Jane Harris, a paranormal investigator who since 2019 has co-presented Help My House Is Haunted on British TV. 
and who in 2018 had a book published called Peggy the Doll. The newspaper story said that Jane rescued the 1960s blonde doll, clad in a white dress and pull-on red shoes, from a garden shed in Sheffield, where the toy had been consigned after its owner had been terrorised into a life of sleeplessness and spooky goings on in her home. Jane said, The woman bought the doll from a sale and had it for a few months but couldn't sleep. She was seeing shadows, doors were opening and closing on their own, and she eventually wrapped it in a blanket and put it in the outhouse. A psychic medium who spent time with the doll said the spirit that had hijacked the toy was called Peggy, had a connection with Hyde Park in London, and she had a fear of institutions, and died in 1946 from a tightness in her chest. Jane did some research and found death records for a Peggy Hines who lived in that area, and was born in an institution in 1922 and died in 1946. We don't know if Peggy is stuck here and may need help to cross over, said Jane. She continued, The doll doesn't scare me or affect me, but the strange thing with Peggy is the number of people who have said that they have had piercing headaches just from looking at her picture. One woman in Scotland reportedly suffered a heart attack during an hour-long experiment in which people were asked to feed back if they had any feelings while looking at the doll. I haven't included any photos of Peggy on Instagram for this very reason. But if you're feeling brave, there's plenty of photographs of her on the internet. I know there is, because I've seen them, and thankfully survived to tell the tale. Mr Fritz is no longer a complete doll as such, as it is just the head of a ventriloquist dummy. His origins are up for debate, but it's claimed that he belonged to an American prisoner of war during World War II. He was captured and held in the Stalag 2B prisoner of war camp between 1943 and 1945. He was a ventriloquist prior to the outbreak of the war, and he used Mr Fritz to keep the morale up of his fellow prisoners of war. The camp was liberated on the 29th of January 1945, but just two weeks earlier, the prisoner had been shot dead, along with ten other men, while being forced to work on a farm. Mr Fritz was rescued from the camp by the other American prisoners and given to the dead soldier's family, along with a message that their son had helped keep their spirits high, despite the impossible circumstances they were living in. In the 79 years since, Mr Fritz has had many owners, and only his head remains. Today he is in the collection of Michael Diamond, who lives in Liverpool. He was given it by a local collector of military memorabilia, and it wasn't long before he noticed that there was something amiss with Mr Fritz. But at least a couple of times a week, the door would be open in the morning. He decided to set up a GoPro camera recording through the night to find out what was going on. On the first night, the door of the cabinet swung open wildly all on its own. But the second night was what convinced Mr Diamond that Mr Fritz is haunted. You can see what happened for yourself. The link to the YouTube video is in the podcast episode description. In the footage, you can see the door once again swing open. And then the dummy's eyes open and close. Before his mouth then opens and closes several times. This made newspapers across Britain. And Diamond told the media. When I first watched the video back I had a weird feeling in my stomach. I wasn't completely surprised because what had been happening with the door. At least once or twice a week I noticed that the door was coming off its latch. I decided to set the camera up for fun, just to see if anything would happen. When something actually did, I got a weird feeling in my gut. It's hard to describe. I was really taken aback by it, so I did have a strange feeling. The door was being opened once or twice a week and I knew it was strange. You can see on the first night the door swing open, 
On the next night, you can see the eyes move before the door opens and again afterwards. The eyes flicker and his mouth moves up and down slightly. He added, I wouldn't say I'm scared of Mr Fritz, but I am very wary of him. Mr Fritz is now locked away in a chained and padlocked cupboard. Mr Diamond has also covered it with a blanket. In July 2019, a doll by the name of Grace made the news across Britain. She appears to be a completely harmless porcelain doll in a pretty rare dress. When paranormal researcher Danny Moss investigated the doll on Freeview Channel Pick TV show Paranormal Captured, it was quickly established that Grace is no ordinary doll. In the episode filmed at Nancluthy Dray in Rhythin, a historic house and gardens located in Wales and known to be haunted, Grace was seen to fly from a chair without being touched, and then when she was moved to a historic pub in Chester in the northwest of England, she began to speak to investigators via a spirit box. This is a device that cycles through radio stations rapidly in the hope that, in this case a suspected haunted doll, can communicate through the airwaves. At one point she was heard to say hang them. Later Grace was asked, who is here? And she responded, secret. When she was asked her name she replied, within. She was then asked what do you want with the doll? She responded, take. In reply to where do you come from, the spirit replied, Rithin. After a period of time when Grace was stored in a cupboard and did not like this one bit as she was heard screaming out, she was moved into a basement where she seemed a little more content. Then the odd happenings just kept on coming as Danny and his team continued to work with Grace. She was taken to Tatton Old Hall in Nutsford in Cheshire, and when she was asked what she is she said evil through the spirit box. When she was asked where she was, she said Tatton, and she would go on to say, curse you, release me, and hang them. In July, Grace made a threat, and it was this that caught the attention of the media across Britain. The Daily Mail ran the story with the headline, Haunted doll like Annabelle tells ghost hunters, I want to burn your eyes out. The chilling moment a doll seems to tell a paranormal investigator it wants to burn his eyes out has been caught in real time. The news article continues. The chilling moment a doll seems to tell a paranormal investigator it wants to burn his eyes out has been caught in real time. Ghost hunter Danny Moss of Pick TV's Paranormal Captured managed to record the moment that the supposedly possessed doll voiced the terrifying words. He has since branded her the most haunted item in the UK. In the video, Mr Moss can be seen holding a crucifix and is heard asking, what do you want to burn? And the voice chillingly replies, your eyes. The voice was captured on a spirit box, which scans white noise while blocking out any radio interference. They believe the spirit of a witch from the 1600s attached itself to the doll during a ghost hunt in Ancludy Dre in Rithin. It is now kept in a glass box as they are unsure what supernatural powers it has. Mr Moss said, hearing it say I wanted to burn my eyes out was terrifying at the time, and to have members of public along with us who witnessed it was just crazy. What is also significant was that a few years ago we also captured a voice saying something along the lines of reap your eyes and a number of people have had the sensation of their eyes burning but we never thought too much of it until this incident. We believe this doll gained its attachment in Rhythm and over the last few months we have recorded some good evidence including knocking sounds and the same voice several times which has been captured and heard in real time. We've had knocking sounds and a voice saying release me which was captured on the box 
and the camera shows nobody else was in the room. It is interesting that there's always three knocks whenever we take the doll, and always the same voice. People may be sceptical and say our Grace doll findings are fake, but we have called them all in real time, and I'll admit, even I was never a big believer, but this item is just amazing. I've never seen anything like it. Without a doubt, it's the most haunted item in the UK. A lot of people have experienced it. It's highly active, and it has never dipped in activity since gaining its attachment. We keep it in a box, as it really is unknown what the energy attached to the doll can do. The box is blessed, and it has protective symbols on it, and we don't think it can get out. The doll is not the one doing the knocking, it is the entity attached to it making the noise. We really do not know what would happen if we let it out. In May of last year, 2023, Grace was in the headlines once again as the Chester Live website ran a story entitled Eerie Video Captures Moment Haunted Doll Appears to Move in Chester Hotel Room. It goes on to say, Terrifying new video footage shows a creepy doll dubbed the UK's Annabelle appearing to move in a haunted Chester Hotel. The spooky Grace doll is kept in a locked box in one of the bedrooms at Ye Old King's Head pub in Chester, which is said to be the most haunted hotel in Chester. The pub is renowned for stories of spooky goings on over the years, with paranormal enthusiasts from all over the world now coming to the city to visit the venue. The box containing the eerie doll is chained down, but not to keep the doll in, according to the hotel's paranormal investigator Danny Moss. He said this was instead done to keep people from opening the box. Danny explained that some visitors have felt compelled to open the box, as though something was willing them to do it. The hotel players host numerous keen ghost hunters keen to see the array of creepy artefacts and reported paranormal activity at the venue. The Grace doll is said to be so haunted that only seasoned paranormal investigators can enter the room in which it resides. It's now under 24-7 surveillance and the video footage shared with Chester Live was taken at 3.46pm on Wednesday, April the 19th. Danny explained, I've been investigating the item for the last five years and I've seen it produce some of the best evidence in the paranormal field, but to now capture it moving on camera is a special moment. There'll always be scepticism when it comes to the paranormal, and rightly so, but when you capture something like this, people have to come to terms with the possibility that there really are things out there that we cannot understand. The way the item moves defies gravity, and that's what makes this footage so compelling. It's important to know that the room is locked, and the public do not have access upstairs during the day. Since the item moved, it's remained in that position ever since. This hotel truly is the number one location in the UK for paranormal enthusiasts. Danny said it was moved to room 8 at the hotel, which is also known as the My Haunted Hotel, in January this year, from its previous home at the Tatton Old Hall in Chester. Ye Old King's head owner Harry Achilleos added, When the Grace doll was first brought into the building it came with many stories, as well as video evidence from over the last few years but I had to see it for myself. I've now seen what this thing can do and I'm astonished. Having the Grace doll in this building permanently is both exciting and daunting at the same time. Christine the Bride, as she became known, was bought by Debbie Merrick from a charity shop in 2017 as part of a set of three for £5. She was made in 1987 by Franklin Mint. The other two dolls were completely normal, but Christine was different. She would often be found to have removed the necklace she wore, and she was blamed for smoke alarms going off in the family home, although Debbie and her husband Cameron 
could not be completely sure it was the work of the doll. When they spoke to the media though, they were in no doubt as to who was to blame for the scratches that would appear all over Cameron's body at night. She consulted a medium and was told that the doll had something in it. Debbie wanted the doll out of the house, despite only actually owning it for a matter of weeks, but rather than throw it away, she decided to list it on eBay, as the media coverage meant that there was a queue of paranormal investigators willing to buy it. The eBay listing really downplayed the haunted doll aspect of Christine as it read, This is a pretty doll in a wedding outfit, but very creepy, just something about it. It's fair to say we don't want it in our house anymore. It's made by Franklin Mint, and it's in good condition, it just needs a tidy up. I bought three of these dolls from a second hand shop, as I thought they were pretty, but no longer want them. Buy a must collect if possible, but I will post if needed. Please message before bidding if you need a postage quote. Following a bidding war, Christine was on her way to a new owner for the sum of £866, which is around $1,100. The winner was Lee Steer from Rotherham in South Yorkshire. He was 30 year old at the time and lived with his parents Paul and Amy and runs the Haunted Objects Museum. It wasn't long before Christine the Bride was up to her old tricks though. She attacked Lee's father as he slept. This generally happened more often when Lee had been attempting to communicate with the doll. Paul would wake up in the middle of the night and would notice an unbelievable amount of scratches on his body that he didn't have when he fell asleep. Lee told the press at the time, My dad was downstairs in the morning and at this point the doll was packed away, and he heard a tapping noise on the wood. It was a bit unusual. Later that day he was watching the repeat of one of our live streams with the doll. I was doing a live stream in my room. Then he said to my mum that his arm was hurting. He lifted up his sleeve and he had six scratches on his arm. My mum shouted up to me that I better go downstairs because my dad was getting affected, and that he got scratches on him. It seems pretty similar to the scratches on Debbie's husband from what I can tell. We have no idea where they came from. And it wasn't just scratches. Other things began to happen with increasing frequency. The lights would flicker. There would be strange noises coming from empty rooms. And objects would be found broken. One weekend, Lee and his friend mentioned the doll. When a noise drew their attention. A painting on the wall had started to swing violently all on its own. Lee also owns the next doll that we're going to look at. Sweary Scarlet who appears in the news in November 2023 for her foul mouth outbursts. The Daily Mirror newspaper ran the story. Most foul mouth haunted doll in UK filmed swearing at ghost hunters. A doll thought to be 100 years old has been spitting out foul mouth tirades after being donated to a museum for haunted objects, according to paranormal investigators. A shocking video of a very sweary haunted doll has been released by paranormal investigators who have been dealing with its outbursts in a museum for spooky objects. The allegedly cursed toy named Scarlet lives at the Haunted Objects Museum on the outskirts of Rotherham in South Yorkshire, and the museum's curators Lee Steer and Lindsay Sheeran picked her up from an anonymous donor in Lowestoft, Suffolk, a year ago. Lindsay, 43, who used electronic voice phenomena, which is digital recorders that supposedly pick up on utterance from beyond the grave, to capture the obscene language, says that Scarlet's party piece is blurting out obscene four-letter swear words. While hunting for a response from the doll, Lindsay asked, is that your real name? To which a voice, thought to be the toys, appears to say, you're f***ed. In another exchange, the doll was asked, who are you more scared of? Again, Scarlet is believed to have replied, Lindsay. However, during the time of the recording, nobody had said the woman's name, 
Lindsay believes that the doll, who was donated to her by an elderly lady, is 100 years old. She said the lady who owned Scarlet contacted us because her health had deteriorated, and she blamed her ailments on the doll. She wanted rid of Scarlet, so we took her in. We're always recording audio and video around the objects in the museum, and the things we get from Scarlet are typically foul. It's F this or shut the F up, and she recently blurted out you F an idiot. It's the funniest thing and she's becoming one of the most cherished items in the museum. She also loves attention. We recently announced the end of an investigation into her, and clearly she didn't want us to leave. The next thing we know, doors are slamming and our equipment is going haywire. It was like she was throwing a supernatural tantrum. In October 2021, the Daily Mirror newspaper claimed that a doll called Mary was the most haunted in Britain. When it printed a story with a headline, most haunted doll in Britain caught rocking in a chair inside empty room. The doll named Mary is said to have given her previous owner car trouble when she tried to part with her. A ghost hunting team has shared what day to day life is in the spooky profession and why they look after a haunted doll. It's not just Halloween when the ghost hunters of Stoke on Trent or GHOST deal with ghastly ghouls. It's an all year round job. The private paranormal investigators have always had a strong interest in ghosts after founder Craig believed that he saw and felt the spirit of his grandfather. Craig was only 10 at the time, and that's when his intrigue with the afterlife really began. He said, When I was younger, myself and a couple of friends went to locations to try and experience things. It kind of escalated from there. We started looking at some of the most haunted locations across the country and around the world. I decided to incorporate a team, and build on that from there. It's not just ghost hunting that Craig and his team get up to though, they even have their very own haunted museum. The museum contains eerie artefacts that visitors can look at for themselves, with many people experiencing some strange encounters. Craig continues we've got a worldwide audience and over lockdown we had some strange artefacts that were in people's houses originally. I thought about doing something like this for 10 or 15 years and over lockdown we got so much stuff that we decided to do it. People absolutely love it. It's great for the city of Stoke-on-Trent. Although spooky encounters are all part of the job for Craig, he does recall some particularly creepy moments. He said we went into one location near Liverpool where a woman claimed to be possessed. That was quite daunting. The young lady still speaks with us via social media today. She often interacts with us. Perhaps the creepiest thing from their haunted museum has to be the haunted doll Mary, who has made many visitors feel uncomfortable. Craig said, Mary is definitely the most haunted doll in the United Kingdom. A lady in Stafford gave us this doll who was given to her by an elderly lady for her children. She didn't feel comfortable with this doll, so gave it to us. It's been in our possession for about a year now. She's rocked on a chair. She's thrown herself out of the chair. She even moved her eyes from the right to the centre. The previous owner had even experienced issues with her car on the way to give the doll to us which they believed was caused by Mary. There are a lot of haunted dolls for sale on eBay, but surely they're not really haunted. Well, apparently some of them are, and there are a lot of examples which appear to prove this. The scariest of these may well be Harold. A doll called Harold was put up for sale on eBay in 2003 by a man called Greg. It was a very worn and beaten baby doll. The item listing was very unusual for the time, as it was listed as being a haunted doll. 
Greg named it Harold because he said that he saw the doll's mouth move and heard the word hear or Harold, and that became the name of the scruffy doll. Greg claimed that he picked up the doll from a flea market. The seller was a man who warned that the doll had killed his son. Greg paid this warning no heed and bought it anyway. Why he wanted a battered old doll was unclear, but he soon realised that he definitely should not have made this purchase. His own cat died in mysterious circumstances. His girlfriend left him. He started getting chronic migraines. And then he started hearing the crying of a baby coming from his empty basement. He also claimed that the doll had a pulse. This caught the attention of the media, and by the time the auction ended with the winner being a woman called Kathy, the story had gone viral. Kathy cashed in 12 months later by relisting it on eBay, and made a huge profit by doing so when it was bought by Anthony Quinita, who bought the doll to research further. Following the sale, Kathy said that the doll wasn't haunted. It was cursed. She had an email exchange with Anthony, and warned him about the doll. She later said, I should have just thrown it in the ocean. The year after Anthony bought Harold, he declared that the doll was indeed evil, and he locked it away in a storage unit, putting it back in the bag that had been sent to him in, along with some holy water and a crucifix. Anthony also made a discovery. The original seller Greg had made up the stories to make money on the doll, and not only that, but Kathy, who'd bought it first, was his brother's friend. The pair of them had worked together to make some serious money. Despite this, Anthony insisted that Harold was indeed haunted, and roughly a decade after putting Harold in storage, he decided the time had come to continue his research. He was quoted as saying that working to understand Harold was like working on a 1,000-piece jigsaw puzzle, with a 1,000 pieces missing and no picture to go on. Anthony took the doll to a psychometrist friend. They recorded some audio, and when it was played back, Harold could be heard screaming when he was sprinkled with holy water. I'm sorry Anthony, but I can't do this anymore, his friend said, adding that the doll just threatened to kill me. I have a heart murmur, and it feels as though the spirit of the doll is squeezing my heart. Vincent, a victim of Harold's attacks in 2014 and 2015, said... It's not a real doll. It wants you to think that it's a girl's doll, but it's not. It has a black heart. Whether this is the same friend of Anthony's as a psychometrist friend is unclear. Anthony documented his experiences through a book that he wrote, in which he calls Harold the Devil's Doll. Another haunted doll bought on eBay is Christina the Peaceful Doll. As you can probably tell from her name, she is at the opposite end of the scale in terms of her intent to Harold. Her owner bought her in around 2016 and claims that Christina loves having her photograph taken. And when a series of photographs are taken, you can see the spirit that inhabits the doll manifest itself outside of her. Despite this claim, there doesn't appear to be any photographs online showing this. She loves to sit in her rocking chair and she can be found slumped in it. Other times she can be found sitting on the floor it's impossible to brush her hair, as her owner will brush it so it's perfect, then the next morning it's full of knots again. Amanda the Doll is an antique biscuit doll that was originally made by Heinrich Handwerk in 1884. 119 years later, she was listed on eBay in August 2003. She is not just an antique, and as you've probably already guessed, she's said to be incredibly active. 
She has been resold at least 10 times since 2003, due to her value growing at the same rate as her fearsome reputation, but also because her owners are desperate to get her out of their homes. She is said to bring bad luck to anybody who lays eyes on her. She is also said to cause nightmares, and warp the appearance of her owner, making their face transform into the spirit that is said to inhabit the doll. Nightmarish sounds are heard coming from the doll in the dead of night, and she moves around all on her own. She is currently in the hands of paranormal investigators in Atlanta, Georgia, so may well have found her forever home. Mercy, or Mercy the Haunted Evil Doll to use her full name, is said to be possessed by the spirit of a seven-year-old girl, and the paranormal expert who bought her on eBay is in no doubt that she is haunted. They have seen the doll standing up all on her own, and when Mercy is around, television channels and radio stations change all on their own, but as soon as Mercy is taken away it stops happening. The reason for the evil part of her name is unclear, but her owner is convinced that the spirit that possesses this 1950s doll has malevolent intent. Let's end with a truly remarkable story about a voodoo zombie doll bought on eBay in 2004. The buyer was a woman in Texas, USA, and she bought a thing and it looked unusual so it would make a good display piece. It came in a small coffin and a warning not to remove it from this coffin. But she ignored it, took it out of the coffin and put it on display. She would later tell reporters, that was a real big mistake. The doll, free from its coffin, attacked the woman, leaving her with physical injuries such as cuts and bruises and even a bad gash on her leg. Despite this, she left the doll on display. She was reading in bed one night when she heard a knocking coming from downstairs. She was alone in the house, so with some trepidation went to leave her bedroom to find out what was causing the noise. But when she opened the bedroom door, she found the doll on the floor outside the room. She had no explanation for how it got there but put it back on display. This happened again a few nights later, and again, and again. It continued for several weeks, but she never considered putting the doll back in its coffin. One night she felt a pain in her ankle, and when she looked down there were three deep claw marks. The scratch was so deep that she had to go to the hospital and receive medical attention. She'd finally had enough and put the doll back in its coffin and put it in her basement. But this didn't solve her problem. She could hear laughing coming from the empty basement. A basement that was empty, with the exception of that doll. Then she started having vivid nightmares every night about the doll. She was at her wit's end so went into the basement, grabbed the doll and tried to set it on fire. It wouldn't burn. She tried to cut it up with a pair of sharp scissors, but the scissors broke. She tried to rip it up with a knife, but the knife bent. So under the cover of darkness she headed to her local cemetery and buried it. It appeared on her doorstep, dirty from the mud, but just as terrifying as ever, if not more so. She decided to get rid of it the same way she'd got it in the first place. She sold it on eBay. She was overjoyed when she took it to the post office and saw it head out of her life forever. The buyer received it, but then contacted her to say it had disappeared from their home. The woman was hysterical when she found the doll back on her doorstep several days later. She posted it back to the buyer, but the same thing happened. She posted it a third time, but this time an empty cardboard box turned up at the buyer's home, 
as the doll didn't even wait to reach its destination before making its way home this time. She had to refund the buyer and resign herself to the fact she was stuck with this doll forever. She sought the advice of a priest who confirmed it was possessed by a mischievous spirit. He performed a blessing which didn't rid the doll of the spirit but calmed it down to the point where it would no longer harm the woman. She put it back in the coffin, locked it away in her basement where it remains to this day and it has caused her no further trouble. However, the priest did warn her that if she removed it from the box ever again, the spirit would be worse than ever before. Before I bring this episode to an end, I do want to tell you briefly about another haunted doll that was bought on eBay on the 30th of November 2023. The item was listed as Haunted Spirit Doll Vessel, Negative, Edna Rivers, Very Active. The item description of the doll went into much more detail. Meet Edna Rivers. We used a psychic medium and we got her full name. Edna told us she passed over age 27. Edna has schizophrenia. Firstly, she answered our questions we put to her. She said her parents had her late in life and put her into an asylum. She said they left her there from the age of 10. She said the place made her crazy. She told us there was nothing wrong with her except the voices. She said the voices are still there. She said they over-medicated her and that's what killed her. She said she was abused and was thankful in the end to die. She then came through quite aggressive and told us to get out. She said she watches and will come when it's dark. We asked why and she said, wait and see. We have heard her screaming. We hear what sounds like a bell ringing. She likes to play tricks by ringing the doorbell and switching the volume up high on the television. She is able to move a chair across the room and can open doors. We have heard her shout, get out. So far we have only seen her in shadow form. She can respond to questions by knocking. She will be best suited to somebody who has an experience with these type of spirits. She can blow out a candle and make a light flicker. She would be perfect for somebody to work further with her. She can affect electrical items like most spirits. She can come to you in your dreams if you ask her to. Please only bid if you're interested in the paranormal, as these are not toys and can be quite scary for some people. The buyer of that doll was me. In the January Patreon episode, available right now, I spent two nights alone with nothing but this haunted doll for company. If you want to find out how it went, as well as hear the actual audio of what happened during that 48 hour period, you can get access to that episode right now by heading over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash howhauntedpod. The link's in this podcast episode description. And the episode's available on the £3 tier. There's also a free no string 7 day trial, so you can actually listen to it and all of the other special episodes free of charge. You can follow How Haunted on Twitter at at HowHauntedPod or over on Instagram at HowHauntedPod where you will see photos galore of all of the haunted dolls we've looked at in part 2 of this haunted dolls special. If you want to get in touch, you can do so by visiting the website at www.how-haunted.com or you can email me at rob at how-haunted.com If you'd like to support the show, you could sign up to one of three Patreon tiers. 
they start at as little as £1. You can get early ad-free access to episodes and a monthly bonus episode where I conduct a paranormal investigation talking you through the history, the ghost stories and what happened on the night itself. This is interspersed with audio from the ghost hunt. What's more, there's a free 7-day trial at the £3 tier so you could get access right now to the brand new Patreon special episode in which I spend two nights alone with a haunted doll for company. Then there are all of the other special episodes waiting for you that include the big Halloween special at the Golden Fleece in York, the Dalhousie Castle Hotel, the York Dungeon, Bedlam Theatre, Kielder Castle and Haggerston Castle Holiday Park. You can also get yourself some exclusive How Haunted merch including a mug and a t-shirt. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash howhauntedpod. If you'd like to support the show but you aren't a fan of Patreon, why not donate a couple of pounds to help with the admin side of the podcast at buymeacoffee.com forward slash howhauntedpod. All the information and links are in the podcast episode description. If you've enjoyed this episode then please consider leaving a review on your podcast provider of choice. It helps other people to find How Haunted. Next time out we head to a prison in Somerset that held the last of its prisoners in 2013 It's considered by many to be the most haunted prison in the UK. There's a very dark history to delve into, and the many, many hauntings. Join me next time when we will ask just how haunted is the Shepton Mallet prison. Thank you so much for accompanying me for our paranormal adventures once again. Stay safe, and join me next time when we will once again ask the question... How haunted? (laughs) 